Welcome back to Range Anxiety for your Sunday session. I hope you've been loving the the Epicast, the, the podcast with its own inbuilt crackle tune. And that was thank you very much to Credence Clearwater Revival and John Fogarty for Run Through the Jungle. And speaking of beasts that run through the jungle, sitting next to me, I have the one, the only... It's me, Paul Housen. Hey, world. Hey, Muddy. Hey, babe. Could you please um, stop thumping around in here? Um, CCR, there's a... Good, cr- that's a cracker of a tune CCR. for a crackle tune. Yeah, Credence Clearwater Revival. Yeah, I do. I, I kind of liked John Fogarty more when he went out and he's, yeah, he's owned okay. the old man down the road. Yep, and, yep. Yeah, but anyway, he, Fogs was good. He's a bit like he's a bit like Deep South in front of the Bayou, <laughs> yeah. wasn't he? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it was pretty good. And speaking of things from the Deep South and inbreds, uh, hello to all the Flat Earthers out there too. Um, and of course the booger shuckers, <laughs> booger shucker, booger shucker, you know, that's like my friend, uh, Edward Woodward. That's the noise he makes when he farts in the bar. <laughs> Edward Woodward. <laughs> Did you've spent way too much time thinking about that's that. My, I, got, I got told that when I was playing golf okay, the other day. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't while you were sitting in the bath? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, yeah. So anyway, look, uh, I've been, I've been in trouble a bit lately for, I was being a bit critical of Porsche the other day. Did you, you see that? You were, yeah. You've actually, um. I single-handedly undermined them on the stock market, from what I understand. Well, they're not even on the stock market yet, Porsche. When they go on, oh, you've right, already yeah, done yeah. it. Maybe I'm just <laughs> hoping for a pump and dump in reverse. Yeah. A it, dump and pump. You know a little bit about this sort of stuff, don't you? Are you yeah. looking to sell them short and... No, 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 you'd no. go long on Porsche, I reckon. You'd actually, long. this is not financial advice. We are not qualified. <laughs> do your own research. In fact, do the opposite of what I do. But I think buying... Um, Porsche IPO probably wouldn't be a bad thing when it's first offered. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, get rid of it within the first 12 months. Who's going to buy into Porsche? Everyone. Uh, Saudis, probably. Yeah. That's yeah, what I was be... thinking. It's not like a mum and dad company. No, you... but they'll be on offer to mums and dads. Yeah. I, I, when I'm sitting back looking at what I should spend my hard-earned yeah. on, I'm not thinking Porsche. I don't think it would probably do you, you know, you own a share of the company then, don't you? But I think big blocks of it will go to Qatar and, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So why would Volkswagen want to get rid of it? I mean, Volkswagen are hemorrhaging money. They, they just sacked the guy by the name of their CEO, a guy by the name of Herbert Deese, who was a, he was a, he was a pretty smart guy and quite tight with Elon and he was like electrifying him with the ID4 and the ID3 and yep. the, the, the what's that stupid thing combi thing they do ID buzz and yeah they, they nailed him to the wall um, and got rid of him which was well, a shame are they like selling off duds or are they raising capital well well Porsche will no longer be under their control but the yeah. IPO is funny though. But um, is that a good or a bad thing? Actually, no. It is. It is still under their control. That's the thing about the IPO. They, it's like a public company, but not. It still has their appointed CEO, and there's all there's nine hundred and eleven million shares, being yeah. being offered. Yeah. So it, it, it that it, is it, a it's, wicked number. It, it, it's it's a float, and it's not. Yeah. Um, which makes it really interesting. But Porsche on paper aren't doing too bad. Like they've got a revenue of um, thirty billion, I think, a year euros. I think that's, I think it's that's about a hundred billion Australian, isn't it? Yeah, but they owe uh, <laughs> at least half of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the, inter- the, the loan repayments. You know, whatever. Well, a else. lot of companies operate like that. They sit around this little steady state where they keep. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm not a businessman yeah. of that sorts, but they always want to have some sort of debt rolled. Yeah, look, they all have rights off their profits, doesn't it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Then, then you can just it. tell the tax man, no, nah, we didn't yeah, yeah. make nothing. <laughs> yeah, but and then they only make 130,000 cars a year, eh? They, they yeah, don't make a lot of cars. That's not a lot. And, you know, they make a lot of iconic stuff, but 
I think what they need to do is raise money so that, I mean, they've been pretty successful with the Toucan, you know, that's been a pretty successful electric car yep. and it outsells 911 now yep. by miles. Yep. Um, the thing that gets me with a lot of these mobs is what is their profit to sale? You know, like a lot of them sell a car where there's like, there's beans in it. They make bug well, I think their margins, their margins are only just behind Tesla, I think. Tesla are, are the highest at 26 or 27%. I think Porsche in the mid-20s. That's so not it, bad. It, 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 their margins are good, mm. but it's a niche product. It's, it's a short sided product in a lot of ways but the hero cars that they're based on have you seen the new gd3 no you you mentioned earlier and i haven't actually had a look it's on, it's pretty cool it's a wild wild looking i'm gonna car. say i've never been a porsche man but the last few gt3s yeah. are pretty cool it's that they're not own it's wild looking thing it's got yeah. active aero or like all like it diffuses and vents around the wheels and stuff like that i think at 200 and 80 kilometres an hour, it generates uh, 800 kilograms of downforce. Yep. You know, it, it's a wild, wild thing. That's pretty cool. But try get and they're going to be, get this, get this, hold your breath. What do you reckon the normally aspirated GD3 RS is going to be worth? Um, we see stupid money with here options, in Australia. With, with options. Yeah. I couldn't even guess, because it... Is it going to be one of these super rare, super limited? Oh, they always you do have that to have owned one before. I'll get onto that in a minute. Yeah, because you could be in the millions of pounds or it's nah, euros it's still or a production card. Like about six hundred grand will get you one in euros. Here, here. Yeah, that's. But try getting one. Yeah. Now yeah. the I know someone that's got one coming, and I know someone that wanted to get one but can't get one. And was a previous Porsche owner. For a start, you've got to be a previous yes, Porsche owner. You yep. actually have to be on your knees, literally, <laughs> and hear the sound of zzz. Yeah. Like, there yep. are all sorts of conditions yep. about flipping it that you have to adhere to. And, you know, I mean, they're protecting the brand, I suppose, in a way. But with the arrogance with which these companies treat their loyal customers that spend millions of dollars with them, some of them, yep. it is just staggering. Yep. It's breathtaking how they how they can do this and, and get away with it. Well, I guess they have to if they're doing it in a limited number and they they've, are, got, yeah. it, they've oversold the product. Yeah, and yes. they wouldn't be making, their margins wouldn't be great on that. No, no, that's just purely for, um, what do you call that? Well, wank factor? Yeah, yeah, big dick contest, yeah. isn't it, really? Yeah, it's, but, it's just... I mean, I would love one, but you know what? And it will be the new king of the ring. It will it will beat the AMG, GDR, black, this, whatever, that around the ring. But who bloody cares? I mean, yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, it'll be cool. But, you know, 600 grand, it'll be shit to drive on the road, right? Yep. It'll be like driving a plank of wood. It'll only make sense driven on a racetrack. And then it will only make sense to those people that can drive it fast enough to make the aero work. Yep. Right. Why so not? at 280k, you're not <laughs> going to get much time with your adjustable aero, are you? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, why, why not spend 200k on a cup car and, and buy cars. whatever else you want? Yeah. Buy a bloody yeah. McCann or something, yeah. you know? Because cars, street cars have got to be good to drive on the street. And that's what a lot of people don't get. Yeah. But anyway, look, good luck to those that have got them. They won't lose any money on them, I wouldn't have thought. Most of them probably won't do many miles on the street either. No, they? no they, none of them do. They sit in their heated garages. <laughs> they won't be single car family stuff. <laughs> the no. people that live in apartments and yeah. park them curbside. That's, that's it. I imagine most of them will go to, you know, high flyers with collections. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Amongst the other Porsches that they've had. That's right. Because they need at least three or four just to be in with a chance of getting one. And never driven. Never driven. Nah. Never driven. Now, 
one of my darling sweetheart companies that I think is, is going to survive in the long term had a conniption last night on the US stock Darling well, sweetheart. Well, I think Ford are the only other company in America other than Tesla that haven't been bankrupt. Yeah. Right? They're the only yeah. ones. I mean, they've been close or whatever, but they've managed to keep their shit together. That's and, legit. They've never... No, they've never gone bankrupt. Yeah. They got yeah. pretty close, but a couple of times. But, they, yeah, they haven't. Uh, Tesla have been very, very close in 18 as well. You know, one, 24 hours to death sort of thing. But, yep. And they've all been there. Some went over the edge and some didn't. Um, but last night they had a show, well, it wasn't last night because Tuesday night, when, uh, Monday in America, they had a shocker on the stock market. Um, it was actually Tuesday in America. They dropped the biggest amount of value that, in a single day that they have since 2011, worse than when COVID hit. Yeah, okay. Like so, 13%, 14% down. Which is, what are we talking dollar value? Like, uh, wiped about $8 billion off the value of the company. Uh, that's not too It ain't bad. worth that much, eh? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's only worth, bloody, well, 13%. You know, like, it's only worth oh, $60 billion or $70 the billion. The whole company, Ford itself, yeah. is worth... Yeah, and Oh, that, that doesn't make sense to me. In terms the of num- approaching a trillion. Of, yeah, because the number of vehicles they sell, yeah. surely... So they must be making nothing on most of them. Well, that's one problem. But the reason they crashed in the arse wasn't the stupid comments they came out and made. We'll cover those in a minute. But they had to say that third quarter, which is just ending now, the end of September, revenue's down, sales are down, profit forecasts are down, everything's down. Um, so, and they're, they're blaming the supply Prices chain. Prices are down. Sounds like an ad, doesn't it? Well the, the, well, the only way they're going to be able to stay alive is by raising the vehicle prices now. Right, yeah. so prices are going to go up while supply goes down, and that there is a really savage catch twenty two kind of moment. You know why? Why has this happened to Ford? Then? Well, it's happened just it's happened because and it happens to a lot of legacy auto manufacturers because they re, and you've worked for one. They yep. rely on external supplies to yes. make the parts. Yes, you which know? is good. Yeah, when you want someone to blame, yeah. <laughs> if you like, when things are going good and and something happens, you can sort of say, ah. Oh, it's an outside supplier. Yeah. You know, like you, you sort of got a scapegoat. Yes. But when it comes to actually supplying the product, at the end of the day, you still need to pump them out. You do. Yeah. And if you don't, you're, you're in trouble. So, you know, and supply, as we know, just in our little aftermarket business here, is an absolute bugger. You know, we're waiting six months for some parts from the US. And it's not yep. just the US, it's from everywhere. Yep. And imagine being a car manufacturer where you've got, you know, millions of bits for each vehicle coming in from 100 or a thousand different suppliers all, all around the world. But it's if like, they made it all in-house, they'd still possibly well, they run can't. into these sorts of issues, wouldn't they? They can't. Well, the, the key is, and I'm not going to go into to who says they do it, but raw materials come in, you know, raw product comes in one end and the finished car goes out the other. That's the only way you can protect yourself. Yeah, but not many players could do that, I don't reckon. Well, they can't. There's, there's a shitload of things that you'd be better off buying outsourced. Yeah. If you're good at making one thing, stick to that. Well, that's why it's great to have started a car company where no one would supply it. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's a bit like the New Zealanders. That's why they're so good at making stuff, because they're so far away from everyone. Yeah. That's why their engineering is so good per head, yeah. Yeah. you know, compared to anywhere else in the world. But the they Kiwis had no, brew. no car industry either, so they weren't out no. protecting anyone. But their engineering, in, 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 yeah, is good there. Yeah. yeah because no they're doubt. isolated. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're a bit the same. I mean, I don't know what you think, but I think some of our LS gears... 
was yeah. awesome stuff. Oh, look, Australia leads the world in, in some of the aftermarket stuff. There's no two ways about it. They don't care what you say. Yeah. You know, anyone We're says. all a bit mental and have a crack at shit. That's what we do. But what the hell is that? I can hear something now. It's another oh, aeroplane right over, over the top, you know, piston <laughs> rubbish. Yeah, and so this is where a lot of manufacturers are going to get into deep shit now is because they've got that old model of the supply chain. Yeah. Yeah. And just in time. It was just in time. Just That's in what time. we were. That was our system, yeah. which worked really good on a production line when everything arrived. Yeah. The second it didn't, I can remember making cars there. Oh, it was days on end. Yeah. I, I can't remember the exact figure, but we made them for days with no windscreens because yeah. the supplier fell through. Yeah. We had to park them undercover because you don't want to park a car outside. No. Anywhere you could, they'd just slot these cars in. Just any gap, any any building with a... The cafeteria, I think, had cars. Really? <laughs> it was horrendous. Is that what it smelled like a nice coffee? <laughs> yeah, wow. That's it. Oh, that, that, that wasn't the only thing. I reckon one time it was grab handles. You know, yeah. Not that they have them in the We don't Tesla. have them in no. Teslas, no. You don't panic that much? No. Oh, oh there you go. But yeah. we, we had them on such a shortage that when they arrived at the airport, they went onto a delivery truck yeah. straight to our site fitted them, and that truck went back to the airport. Really? Yeah. Where were they coming from? Well. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The usual. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, you know, and this this is the problem. Now, to, com to, to compound or issues even further, uh, previous to this, a couple of days previous, what did Ford come out and say? It's like they're on a, a mission to self-destruct. What did they come out and say they were going to do? Make petrol vehicles while the market was still there yeah okay which makes sense what's the biggest market in the world uh for them no what's the biggest like car market like sales area the US? in the world sure. where in the u.s um down south california <laughs> Really? Well, it has been traditionally. Yeah, okay. That, that's been the that that's that's been the, the But that would also be the toughest one. Well, it is. So, but, and and Farley, who runs Ford, has come out and said we don't car we don't care if we can't sell our cars and trucks in California. So it won't. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so. But like, that's only one state. I mean, I know it's yeah. probably like your gearbox. It's the one state, the main state. But but it's a state that everyone else eventually bases their strategy from you know what i mean it's what not, happens there is the, yeah. what the the litmus test for, for, the, rest for of, the rest of yeah, the states i get it but i can also see if they target that market and everyone else starts going elsewhere yeah maybe they could milk the money out of it turn it into a cash cow for as long well, as they can maybe i think when you've got a company that's under a fair bit of financial stress yeah or a car company i think cutting off one of your major markets isn't something you would intentionally do. Yep. So I think rather than saying um, we're going to give, we're going to sell the people what they want, they should actually rephrase that to we're going to sell the people what we've got. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We'll tell the people what they want. Yeah. That's the other the other way of looking at it as well. Because the supply and demand thing, yeah. they can't supply enough of their. What are their, their electric the, 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 things? The F one fifty lightning. Yeah, the yeah. lightning. So maybe they'll just that'll be the California only model. They'll call well, it the California. There's you can use that if you want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sell them, and the rest of the country can have these yeah. um, fossil fuel burning dinosaurs. But it just seems like a terribly split strategy to me. Now, instantly, 
The oyster farmers are loving it. Yeah, I'm a GM man, but I'm buying a Ford next because you got your balls and your brains and this uh, virtue signing, signaling your woke utopia. Well, these people wouldn't even understand what any of those words <laughs> mean. But they, Neither do I. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, you, you just virtue signal. What's that? Is that when you hang your middle digit out? I'm not sure, but anyway. Um, we're just all going to convert and buy Ford. Ford are going to make Ford are going to become the world's number one car. Look, no, they're not. It's, this is like the people that say the earth is flat. Like, they're very, very, very noisy, but there actually isn't that many of them. No. No, the the, the silent majority yeah. is outnumbered. Yeah. Well, not outnumbered, but outgunned by the, well, the yeah. vocal minority. Well, that's right. And they complain about who we've got in government here, and they complain about who we've got in government in um what is it in america but y'all voted him there oh actually i'm not going to go into the american no, one no who knows you know, who voted him in some trumper might kill me <laughs> but um and again i have no slant on american politics everyone but yeah to cut yourself off from a market i, I think ford are doing a really good job internationally um but to just start doing dumb things like that uh, uh is just i mean say we're making we're making Mustang, and this is going to be our last petrol Mustang, which it probably will be. But to say we're doing it on purpose because we're listening to what the people want, you're clearly not because your your share price is dropping in the arse. Your, 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 your overall um, sales percentage or your, your market share is dropping in the arse. You're not mm. giving the people what they want at all. Yeah, I, I don't know if I get that, though. I, I just don't know. I think that they're trying to tap into something that no one else is is everyone's getting away from that. Yeah. So there's going to be a still a big market. Yeah, but Surely. you know, like, um, uh, Mustang Mach-E was out selling the petrol Mustang. Clearly. And yeah. decisively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's not a gimmick thing, but you know how, like, you release something new, something fresh comes along, and everyone jumps on board. Yeah. But there's always those ones that's like, you know, oh, no, I'm not yeah. going to go easy. Oyster farmers. Exactly. Yeah. They'll always be there. Yeah. So if I, I guess what one are they going to make the most money out of? Which yeah. is going to keep them, keep them profitable actually, for longer? Actually, who cares? Now, before we go to that, <laughs> you like that? You said you like What that? were they? They were the darling or something. Yeah, no, they yeah. were one of my favourites. They yeah, still are. Them. I don't hate them at all. I just hope they survive this silliness. Um before we go today, did you see that picture from Sydney of that um, Tesla charging on the side of the road? And you'd run the extension cable out yeah, around the tree. And, yeah. and of course, the bloody um, redneck journo said, that was a power board. No, it wasn't. It was a weatherproof connector. Yeah, which they have to He'd run. He'd done it right. Yeah, yeah, He'd yeah. done it right. People are posting it. Me, have a look at the... And I said, hey, I'll actually give him 10 points for creativity. Yeah. But it could have been better if you'd actually parked outside some public toilets and unplugged the hand dryer <laughs> and did it that way. Yeah, yep. I, I get it, though, because there's so many places in inner Sydney yeah. that don't even have a driveway for or a carport or anything well, for your that's house. That's why you don't live there. No, Shit, isn't it? Crap. But inner city people are the ones yeah. that want EVs. What do they do, Marty? What do they do? Go to public charges like they do. Go to public fuel stations. Yep, yep. You know? But or just do some cool shit like that. I really liked it. Yeah, no yeah, one was going to get worked. hurt. In. Yeah, it was to code. Well, yeah. I don't know about that, but you only have to get those little ramp things they put over extension cords. Yeah. You know what you see in businesses and stuff. Bunnings yeah. sell them. Well, they're, put, they're putting all those um, plugs on telegraph poles there. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought that was really funny. People go, "What do you think of that? Look at you, dickheads!" I thought, "Yeah, that's cool." Because I drive around, like I've said before, most weekends looking for unused power points. <laughs> because to me, it's like you know how they drill for oil. 
you know, I'm cruising for spark. <laughs> you know, I like it. And it's actually, it becomes actually quite a fulfilling hobby. Yep. You know, but let's face it, if you if you had a Jerry's, or not Jerry's, but um, 44's full of fuel at home. Yeah. You'd just go home and fuel up. Yeah. You wouldn't go and line up at a servo because the price was cheap. That's right. So why not just plug in your extension cord out the front? It's the same freaking deal. Yeah, exactly right. The yeah. people are worried about, you know, the same people are worried about your electric car electrocuting you, or worried about cables hanging around everyone. Sure, yeah, there the are trip hazards. The biggest and... concern to me is some pricks just come along and pull it out. Yeah. Is, that's, do it. It doesn't you can't lock pull it in. out in the car. They do lock in the car. Oh, they do lock in. Yeah, you can't pull So someone out. just come it. and, you're going to have to put a padlock on your little yeah. waterproof connector. Or someone just come and undo it. And... Yeah, or they unplug it further up up, up yeah. the chain. Yeah. But that was a, that was an interesting um, epicast. Please don't um, think that I'm a Ford disliker. Like I said, they're <laughs> one of my darling companies, but I just don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. They've got a plan. There's some smart businessmen in there, Martin, I'm sure. And, well, and some not-so-smart ones. <laughs> yeah, like I know. Most of them are stuck in the past, living in the dark ages. Well, the ho- hopefully, they're, they're a progressive company. Ho- hopefully, they get through Who's it. Who's in charge down there at Ford? Jim Farley. How old's he? Uh, he'd only be fif- mid-50s. Oh, he's only a young No, fella. he's only a tacker. Yeah, okay. Anyway, Paul, um, before we pass away for today, um, <laughs> could you say goodbye to Babe? See you, Babe. <laughs>